watching your one piece. We are! Hello, and welcome back to We Are Watching One Piece, a podcast that, even though this chunk of episodes had like four different cold openings, we're not doing a cold opening even though I talked after we hit record and clapped. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm Jory. I don't know. I, I hope you're not just listening to the latest episode. Do people do that with like... I don't know. Podcasts where there's like a clear timeline of where you should start versus like with my brother, my brother and me or something. It's like, yeah, you can start from the beginning, but it's kind of not good then. But if you really That's like the podcast, you might podcast. get value of it. <laughs> But like here, yes, thing we started at the beginning of the show, but also those episodes aren't good, so it's hard we to need say. To like HD remaster them. Yeah, we should. Yeah, that's what we'll do when we catch up. Is we just start over. <laughs> Just do it again. <laughs> That'd be the real nightmare. Yeah, we're coming to you live from both Shanks and Frankie's birthday. They have the same birthday. Oh, weird. I yeah, wonder. Weird. There's only so many days, and there's so many characters. Trying to think of like if there's a some oh for Shanks it's because it's a uh, Sean Ku San Ku so like that's kind of like Shanks I imagine I do wonder if there's some co- sort of like joke that it's Frankie's birthday today it's hard to say but I saw two different posts and I was like oh are these are these both from today and the answer was yes they were it's also a Mihawk's birthday Jesus Christ <laughs> why. <laughs> A lot of guys do be a lot, a lot of, of guys weird dudes. do be born. <laughs> a lot of weird dudes do be born on these days. A lot around like the same age too, because Shanks is only thirty nine. How and I, I'm curious now. How old is this? Is what you all came here for, right? This is what you want out of our fourth, <laughs> fifth whole cake episode. Is how old is Dracula Mihawk? Forty three. Frankie's thirty six. Yeah, that's about what I remembered, but I couldn't remember if that was pre time skip or post. But I guess if it's post, how old is Buggy? They're all that's like a love triangle there with Shanks and Mihawk. Buggy and Shanks are divorced. They were previously <laughs> together. Buggy's older. Oh, okay. Buggy's thirty nine. Buggy does have like divorced guy uh energy. Extremely. Extremely <laughs> divorced guy. Not just because he is a clown, literally, but just in general. He definitely for a while would bring like Elvito around, but like I I don't think about you anymore, red hair. He was like, Who are you? I don't know, Shanks would just laugh. <laughs> yeah. Uh anyways, hi everybody. We're still in whole cake for the foreseeable future. We have another chunk here today, eight nineteen through eight twenty seven. Will Sanji and Luffy finally make up? Because they're also divorced. <laughs> I, I hope so. The answer is yes. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, they do. I didn't actually watch these episodes. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> I'm just going to start lying about what happens in them. They make up, but then Sanji shoots Luffy with a gun, and it bounces back, and Sanji's <laughs> dead now. Him. Yeah. Reiju oh, joins you... the crew. Oh, cool. <laughs> One piece is cool. Killed off Sanji and replaced it with uh, his sister, so now there's three women on the crew, finally. <laughs> Thank God. We left off last time with... The big reveal that Pudding is actually evil. What? Yeah, she has a fucked up power to remove people's memories, which she does to Reiju <laughs> after she shoots Reiju and tells her the whole plan. So this episode picks up with, A19 picks up with Reiju's, uh her wound being tended to by a doctor. Sanji, who eavesdropped on the plot reveal, immediately goes and tells Reiju, like, yeah, no, that's not what happened. You you remember being shot by a random chess guard, but that's not true. And he tells her the truth, mostly off screen. The other thing that happened uh, last off the actual cliffhanger last time was uh, Jinbei showing up 
to save Luffy. And that's what he does in this episode in kind of a weird sort of dramatic moment that is almost more dramatic than it needs to be, where he's like, I can't punch through this book. It's too powerful, but I can burn it. Can you jump out of the book fast enough, Luffy? <laughs> and I guess the answer is yes, because he does. But they have to like wait for the uh, like stake that's holding them into the wall to also like to burn up so they can jump out. And fucked up. Nami, of course, gets all of her clothes burned off, but it's just an excuse for her to change into a better outfit uh, because she steals a random guy's overalls. A bunch of other random guys fall out of the book too. I guess <laughs> yeah, that dead. That's really weird. <laughs> because i don't know if they they didn't really seem like they jumped out of other pages so much as now that the book burned they're on the ground so i don't know if they're okay but nami gets some overalls so you, you know how like in the 80s a lot of cartoons were made just to sell uh toys to children yes now media is based on the toys <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's the big difference so do, do you think there's like ever anyone like one for like popular shonen series and stuff that's like give them an outfit change so we can sell a new figure because <laughs> i know that like ultimately you could sell a nami in anything and it'd be a new nami and people would buy it but like i feel like there's some well they just make up namis like, <laughs> they oh yeah i forgot they they make up like luffy's and stuff too so like, you want luffy with tits here you go <laughs> uh at least two of those gender bent Figures? I couldn't remember the word figures. I don't know if there's more of them now. Wasn't there one for a crocodile as well? Or was there just a drawing? Maybe it's just the drawing. I, 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 I'm not going to go looking for them now, but <laughs> those, I don't, I know I've seen drawings of crocodiles, but I don't think, I, I don't know if there's a figure. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a real Pandora's box when you introduce a character that can trans people's genders. Mm -hmm. uh. <laughs> it is. And that's the thing. Yeah. People just write in like, Oda, can you draw this one? <laughs> No reason. Now draw them buying bread. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, it's like uh, now that Elden Ring's out, everyone is revisiting the Miyazaki foot fetish thing because there's a lot of bare feet out in Elden Ring. <laughs> I, I wonder if that's somehow related to the poison swamps. I, there's a lot of those, too. It's, it's, hard, to, it's hard to say, <laughs> but I, I'm not sure what the cross-section would be of Please, I, I think he's just mean. I think he's just a mean man. <laughs> that could also be it. Uh, not really. Elden, Elden Ring is probably one of the most accessible, easiest games they've made. Uh, especially because uh, riding the horse makes you not get poisoned by the swamp. So that design wouldn't be in there if it was actually mean. No, no time for from soft discourse. Somehow we got to this talking about after talking about overalls. But uh, <laughs> Nami's got some overalls now. It's great to fit. They're curious why Jinbei's here and what his deal is. They don't really, they don't know that he was under Big Mom, but he explains this was the responsibility he talked about, and also this is him throwing it away. This <laughs> uh, is him rebelling because he knocked out Opera and freed them. And Luffy's very hungry, but he's still not going to eat, and he just runs off on his own. He's like, all right, good luck, you two, and runs away. And he's just fighting through dudes, trying to get to Sanji and tell him that Pudding's evil. And all the plot that he now knows. Sanji, of course, already knows this, but it'll take us another, I don't know, eight episodes to get a resolution on it. Reiju and Sanji talk for a while, though, and Reiju's like, why don't you just let Big Mom kill us? Like, <laughs> I think you should just run away with Luffy and let it happen. None of us are good. We don't really deserve to be saved or live on, and he's conflicted about this. She also says, don't die for the sake of their mother 
And now we get a little bit more of Sanji's mom backstory because Reiji's the oldest. Reiji was born on her own and then she had quadruplets. Is that the word for the four at once? But that's how so. Sanji and the other three were, were born all together. And Reiji remembers an argument when she was pregnant because the mom did not want all four of them to be like genetically modified super soldiers. So she takes some sort of poison that's supposed to mess up the pregnancy. <laughs> Fucking dark. It, it is. And it only affects Sanji. So Sanji's the only one that is a normal human kid and sickens the mom and she gets weaker and weaker until she dies. We know she's dead. Also, mom's name is Sora which is finally confirmed in this point, in which case I'm like, why the... F Who's writing the comic book? Naming the main character Sora. Yeah, that's really weird. That's immediately what I thought. I was like, is this some like slight by the writer? Who's like, you killed my sister or something. My my aunt. Uh, I don't, it's, it's a weird choice that the the enemy of Jerma in the comic <laughs> books is the name of their dead mom. This has got to be like, there's no way that's not intentional. <laughs> I, I mean, at least on Oda's part, but it's such a baffling decision on, on like me thinking about fictional writers for the economic journals comic strip department. But anyways, that's been on my mind when we were talking about the comic book previously. I just deflected with jokes about Kingdom Hearts. That's the uh, the flashback. I basically that's basically the rest of this episode is the flashback and some of the stuff we've seen before, some of the stuff we haven't, but confirms why Sanji's normal. It's very much an effort of the mom, and the mom is very happy about that. The tragic stuff of everyone's like Sanji, you're a fucking failure, and the mom's like, ah, the one thing I did right, fix Sanji, make sure Sanji's normal, and you see him like befriending animals and shit, and then getting bullied for it. But that's uh, 819, 820, more Luffy fighting through the castle. He fights uh, the big guys who were Opera's brothers that knocked him out with their double Opera cream hockey punch, whatever the fuck it was called. Um, he fights one of them here, and then he eventually beats him and has to fight the other one. But they're a through line in this chase of his, not or escape, I guess, of his. Um, but yeah, Raju's like, just who cares if we die? Let us die. There's no way Big Mom actually knows or cares about Zeph. And after we're all dead, we can't kill him. So you're fine. I, I like that she's like immediately like, yes, yeah, Sanji, I believe you. You're not going to lie to me. Because it would be incredibly frustrating if there was a, a back and forth of they wouldn't do that to us. Yeah, of course they would. <laughs> yeah, Every, everyone here's a huge piece of shit. Like, if there's no boy, everyone do be scheming. Everyone, we have, we're gonna get the gang beje in this chunk again too. <laughs> I don't have a good transition, but I was gonna. From there, we go to the Eggman. If you remember last time, Pedro cut an, a guy in half, an egg come out. I guess it's been three <laughs> or so episodes since then, but we go back and the egg is alive. And he becomes it's, a new chicken man. It's fucked up. I hate it. Yeah, Why apparently. Does everyone in Big Mom's group just have fucked up devil fruit. This one is like technically a paramecia, but I, I I argue it shouldn't be. It's it's beyond God. It's beyond anything. Th this one. <laughs> It seems like, like every time he dies, he is revived as a stronger form of chicken. It, honestly, like, just say it's some, like, fucked up rare zone fruit. I wouldn't not believe you. Like, <laughs> yeah, is it, like, based on a myth? I, I don't know if it's, like, a 
an idea that exists, but eventually it like it was considered the one uncategorical devil fruit, and then eventually I don't know if it was SDS or character files, but not that long ago it was confirmed <laughs> as just a another paramecia. <laughs> it's basically like Zone turns you into a furry, Logia turns you into a a material, and Paramecia is no whatever the fuck else. Like that's what it's become. Yeah. The egg egg fruit. English name. Oh no, no, Tamatama no me, English name egg egg fruit, meaning egg. Oh now it says zone. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh <laughs> now the wiki says it's a zone. From cited to the one piece official YouTube channel. So <laughs> People don't lie on YouTube. That's well. It's the official channel. Is the thing. He's also apparently a long leg tribe member. <laughs> I didn't notice multiple joints. Um, I thought long leg people didn't have multiple joints. They were just real tall. Because that's maybe, why the maybe blue hair, just really tall. blue haired Gilly or whatever, he didn't have mm. fucked up legs. And I'm pretty sure I said that's why I I don't hate the long leg tribe because they don't have fucked up legs. <laughs> yeah, he does have some long legs. Now that I'm looking at him. Anyways, he turns into a chicken man, and he his name changes to Viscount Hiyoko. Every, everyone here seems to know what's going on. Yeah, that's what's really weird. Yeah, Tamago means egg, and Tama, I guess, also means egg. Interesting, there's another. Eventually, there's an Otama. And uh, Hiyoko means chick young bird, and then, spoilers, he's going to evolve again into Count Niwatori, which just means chicken. But yeah, I mean, this fight's cool. Like, Pedro's cool. I no longer have deep thoughts on the show. I just think everyone's very cool. <laughs> That's what it is. We, we cut from Viscount Hiyoko's reveal to Brooke and Big Mom fighting. Brooke also very cool. But then we go back to Pedro, who just cuts him in half again. Like, it tight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're like, oh, fuck. It's re- he's real strong, guys. This is going to be true. And he just wins. Yeah. I-, I like that when he evolves, he, like, ranks up, too, because he started as a Baron, and then he's a Viscount, and then... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> now he's... The third one's... Uh, count. What is it? Yeah, Count. <laughs> Pedro can- is like, I'm just going to walk over and stab the egg before he can regenerate. <laughs> and everyone's like, no, don't you dare. He's too cool. Chicken man. Pedro would be good at uh, Souls games. Because he knows how, like, boss fights work. This is a very, like, video game moment where he's like, fuck, I just won't let it transform. That's how I win. (laughs) He's like, I know how iframes work. (laughs) Yeah. But everyone sort of crowds around him so he can't. And he's like, well, now's a good time to use all the dynamite I have around my body. (laughs) I'm going to die anyway. Might as well just explode myself. Yeah, he says it's good to be the bait. It explodes into the eye catch. And then later we'll see that he's... Uh, made it out alive, but what? for now I guess you get to. I, for now I guess you get to wonder if he made no, it out alive. Absolutely not. No, <laughs> I no, know rip, better. Rip Pedro. Anyways, we see more Luffy fight, and then we see that Brook losing. Brook loses his fight against Big Mom. We all knew it would happen. He was very cool till the end, fighting an emperor head on by himself, and he lands a scratch on the sun on Prometheus. And that is significant. No one's done that before. He he is unable to cut Big Mom, though, which is uh, fucked up. Yeah, he bounce off, He like bounces off of her, basically, which I imagine is a, a, a conversation about hockey. <laughs> I don't even know if Brooke has hockey. Yeah, he lands a scratch, and that's significant. Uh, and then we go back to the treasure room where Smoothie is sort of assessing uh, what happened, and they decide... Sm- Smoothie like tells the lead guard here or whatever, like, 
Let's not tell Big Mom like the situation here at all. <laughs> the worst case, like I, I don't remember what it is. If it's not finding, like, because they think Pedro's dead and the, and Brooke gets captured. So I don't, I don't know what she is actually talking about with like more disaster happening, or maybe it's uh the rumors of Luffy being escaped. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Yeah, I watched this today and I don't remember what actually <laughs> she's discussing. But she says like, let's not tell Big Mom what happened. Because the worst case scenario is not failure. It's Big Mom taking out failure on them. <laughs> it's her rampaging and eating everybody. And we see Big Mom now has a new skeleton action figure. Uh, she's bragging that her soul is directly connected into these three. The sun, the cloud, the hat. And that's why they are uh, so much stronger than the chess soldiers. And we see all the chess soldiers down here. Search Brooke's clothes and belongings and determine... That he didn't have anything, he didn't steal anything, so Big Mom wins again. Did you, in this chunk, it is revealed that Brooke actually does have something, but did you guess it before it's revealed? Or did you forget? A lot of people conveniently forgot that Brooke has a storage zone in his skull. I forgot about that part. I just assumed he did not have time to do what he went there to do. Okay. <laughs> and like, I thought he was about to do it and Big Mom's like, hey, what the fuck? But it is kind of conveniently like hidden. It's framed in, like that. In, like. in the, <laughs> yeah. The way that time works in the edit of, of television lets you kind of wonder if it happened off screen or assume. He does have a storage place in his head. I remember when uh, that was a theory in between the reveal, like this and the reveal. That's how that's how long ago. I, I, I remember that even though I wasn't caught up yet, I was reading about whole cake spoilers um, the same way that I do now with Wano. There was a leak for a chapter this weekend that is sounds fucking insane. If real, don't know what it means. Scared to find out. Not caught up, but <laughs> something's happening. A lot of other plot sort of gets dropped by Big Mom here, just kind of bragging to to Brooke and his. He's they let him keep his boxers on, which is weird. I can't imagine. I don't know. He's just bone, so I don't know why he he needs that dignity. But I guess I'm glad that he has it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to get too deep into the idea. But anyways, she is talking about the poneglyphs, and she's like, "Well, she's bragging that he didn't get to steal the tomato box." Also, the Poneglyphs would be bad. She makes it very clear that she wants to go to Raftel. She wants to be King of the Pirates, which we haven't seen a ton of bad guys really care about. No, <laughs> it seems almost secondary. Yeah, well, yeah, a lot, I mean, a lot of the Shishibukai have their own fucked up thing, which is why they're aligning with the Marines. But yeah, to actually go up against a, an emperor and her be like, no, I'm going to go there eventually. I'm going to be King of the Pirates. So that's an interesting note, but also she... Doesn't have anyone who can read the Poneglyphs yet, but she has someone in her crew that she says will awaken to a power like Rogers, because um, he's able to like uh, feel the voice of the universe or whatever, some shit, whatever they said. <laughs> a as she's saying that, putting walks in and Big Mom's like, hey, is your powers connected to your third eye awakened yet? <laughs> and she's like, no, why is that the only thing you talk to me about? I'm not even a pure blood of the three-eyed tribe so it might not happen she continues being mean to pudding she's like well if it doesn't awaken then you're just fucking creepy looking so <laughs> big mom's wrong by the way yeah third eye actually makes her hotter uh <laughs> yeah a lot of a lot of uh big mom's plans hinge on uh sanji also thinking that she's creepy looking yeah that's so. that's, that's like <laughs> You're, no, you're, you're like, rolling. That's a hard roll. That's like negative six. Yeah, when, 
when, when they like when she brings up the plan, it's like and Sanji will be dis- so disgusted by you fucked up freak of a third eye. That's when you pull the gun out and blast him. It's like I, Sanji was excited to get like snuggled by furries. I don't think a third eye is gonna stop him. Yeah, no. Also, he's already seen it through the eavesdropping. <laughs> that is, there's that too. <laughs> so it won't be a complete shock. But regardless, that is a yeah a plan that to mentioned. A little bit later. It, it is very clear that Pudding does not, like, she takes offense to this, which is clear from the visual language of, you cut back to Pudding and her face is covered in darkness and she's unhappy. So uh, last time we talked about, even though she's evil, she seems to be unhappy about not picking out the wedding dress for her fake wedding. <laughs> so I think there is still a through line of, yes, she's in on the evil plan, but no... <laughs> She's not treated well in any way. Yeah, I was getting that. Uh, that, that. That popped back up in my brain around this. And also uh, towards the end of this when it's like... <laughs> they talk about what Chiffon talks about. How how bad the mom is just in general. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I'm getting way too far ahead here. But I also feel like uh, it might be a generational thing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's, the, that's the vibe I got from the end of the, this chunk here. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get into it. So Luffy chokes out the one guy trying to figure out where Sanji is, and he just passes out. Um, kind of weird to see Luffy choke out a guy, like, with <laughs> wrapped his long arm around it. But we go back to Reiju and Sanji. Reiju says that she swapped out the bracelets. These, one, these ones won't actually explode. So he's not going to lose his hands. And she's like, okay, so now that you know that, and you know that the wedding's a sham, and that we're all going to die, just go back to Luffy. <laughs> just go. What's, what's important to you otherwise? And we kind of cut back and forth between him thinking about what he wants to do and Luffy fighting. And that's the end of this episode. Uh, and then 8.21, we see the in- inner garden that was exploded ex- exploded by the dynamite. <laughs> Count Niwatori Tamago is, is still alive. He survived just fine and in his new digivolved form. And But pe- there's no Pedro, no body, no anything. And we reveal that he escaped through a mirror saved by chopper and carrot <laughs> convenient timing yeah pet, pet, we, we flash back to see like them yelling at pedro through a mirror and him being surprised and he goes through it and uh, he lights a cigarette with electro between two figures so fu- so cool so cool <laughs> smoking is so cool don't it do is. it but it's really cool no one should do it but it is a shame that it's the coolest thing <laughs> coolest looking thing imaginable uh, they found pedro thanks to Carrot's drawings, which we finally see. And she's like a master Bashonen artist. That's <laughs> really funny. It is. I updated her little banner t- as our uh, our Twitter banner of all the oh, all the Bashonen good. people that she That's drew. That's really good. I will say she has a bit of a same face problem. Nami and, and uh, Luffy do have the same face in this image. But. <laughs> I love the way Brooke looks when he's got Marge Simpson hair. Yeah, Mar- yeah Brooke's hair is great. Re- really a fantastic bit. I didn't remember He's what the punchline was, but it's whenever you say like, "Oh, I'm a good, I can draw," like you know that's a setup for a punchline. She's a, I care. It's like a day away from getting a call from Clamp. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> this is the part where Sanji lays an egg. <laughs> is Sanji the Kakuin of a? Uh... Of One Piece, it's hard to say. Uh, I mean, so, so I think uh, Jotaro and Kakuin would be pretty similar to, like, Sanji Zoro. I think that's the yeah. closest we could get. Yeah, there's not really... I mean, Joseph, I guess, is, like, Joseph Part 2 has similar energy to, to Luffy sometimes, but... Yeah. Luffy doesn't know to run away as much. <laughs> 
they hear that Nami, the mirrors are like looking for those faces. They say that they saw Nami with Jinbei and everyone's like, what? Jinbei's here? Who? What? So they, they find them later too. Everyone slowly reunites through the mirrors here. You Back to Luffy. Luffy's doing what I do in Dark Souls, which is just running <laughs> through the place. Would. Yeah, it, it truly is. Like you, you try to play it genuinely like twice and then you're like, fuck it. I'm just going to go. And that's when you win is when you realize that you can, you don't have to fight them. But Luffy, yeah, Luffy runs into the other opera brother has to fight him. He's slowed down because he's hungry and he gets like put in a chokehold himself. But the guy starts to insult Sanji and this makes him stronger. Like he is fueled by hatred. And I guess not hatred, but he's like, don't you dare talk about my friend that way. And then like beats, like escapes from the chokehold and beats this guy up. Obvious classic stuff, but it's great. I love it. Um, Sanji is now left Reiju's room and is alone contemplating his life and his decisions. He's still carrying around the picnic basket, which of course comes up by the end of this. Uh, we see, you know, One Piece loves to do these little maps of showing where everybody is. So Luffy and Sanji aren't very far apart. They're on the same floor. And we go down to the first, like they're on floor three. We go down to floor one where Jinbei and Nami are trying to find their escape. Chopper sees them through a mirror and jumps out to try and get them. And accidentally he gets electrocuted by Nami with a bunch of other... <laughs> like chess soldiers whole cake guards whoever and she's like oh no that's wait a minute that's chopper and then they they all unite up in the mirror luffy starts yelling for sanji and then he's dragged into reiju's room so even further proof that he's not very far away from where sanji is right now but he's like i gotta find sanji i gotta tell him that pudding's actually evil and she's like oh he knows it's fine and then luffy's stomach (laughs) growls and she's like do you need something to eat and he's like no no i'm fine but I'm glad that Sanji's good. That means I have to get back to that field. Bye. And he jumps out the window <laughs> and runs. I mean, he's on the third floor, so I guess he just falls. Um, we see Luffy running through the town while Sanji has flashbacks. It takes him basically this whole chunk to admit to himself that he uh, loves his friends and wants to go back to his friends. Because the, the past 20, 30 episodes we've covered have been him opening up deep wounds of trauma and making him feel unimportant and unworthy of of anything. Very similar to some of Robin's stuff that we went through in Inus Lobby. Similar conclusion as well, but different enough, you know? I feel like it it hits hits the same beats. They're good at the beats, but I don't feel like it's a complete sort of retread. I I think it it works for uh, Sanji's pretty one note and you give him more. I don't think I don't I think he can use it a little bit more than like Zoro could. Yeah, because ultimately like uh, Zoro doesn't have any notes, but he also kind of doesn't need him. Like I'm fine with Zoro. The the little bit of like motivation he has to become the best swordsman, uh, in, like in part of memory of the one woman he talked to in his life. Mm-hmm. That's enough, I think. Like uh, th- if they if they try to do this with like. If he came from Karate Island, where everyone's like, no, no, Zoro, you cannot use swords. You gotta do fight with your fists or something. That'd be boring. Mm-hmm. Like, if his parents, like, aggressively, like, spar with him, and he's like, I just want to use swords instead. I, I'm sure he could, if they gave him a backstory, it'd be not bad, but he doesn't need one. Yeah, I might take it back one day, but for the most part, I trust Oda. <laughs> so if Oda wants to, like, thinks that yeah. Zoro needs something... I'll probably like it when it happens. Like I liked, the, I like Whole Cake a lot. So if you had asked me a long time ago, oh yeah, we're gonna give Sanji an extra backstory now, and I'm like, 
oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know if I needed it because the Barati stuff's really good. <laughs> I think there's enough like building blocks there to do this too compared to like Zoro because there's enough of, like, he's mentioned family, but we've never seen family. He's He was on a boat and he hasn't adopted dad, but we don't know like what was before that. I don't know with <laughs> Zoro, he's just like, yeah, I went to the village because I wanted to learn how to sword fight. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little bit like, I don't know, we don't need to know what happened to Frankie. Uh, yeah, we don't really need to, we don't really need to see Frankie's bad relationship before he gets dropped off. But <laughs> Coming soon to Disney Plus. Uh, more yeah. backstory you don't give a shit about. We know what this character did in the movies, and we also know that he died. But what if we cashed in on more of it? That's right. Dexter Jexter, the series. <laughs> You know, I, <laughs> I, I'll i take that over fucking Darth Maul 2 or whatever they'll give us. Yeah, Darth Maul is in the cartoons and he was in Solo. So, like, <laughs> I'd like I don't know. That's That thread's already fucking mind dry. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, watch, you know, clap for the actor that you recognize as they go <laughs> to another desert planet. The show's budget was $10. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine being excited for a Star Wars thing in the... Uh, year of our lord can't imagine being excited for a star wars thing in the past like several years but that's neither here nor there <laughs> yeah. anyways where well, i don't remember where we were i think oh we had just finished 821 so 822 luffy's running through the town it's raining because everyone's sad he's still very hungry he fights some chess guys this is he does this for a while and we check in on the mirror crew Brulee's like, Jinbei, I thought you had to do the roulette. And he's like, yeah, I just said no, because I knew it was bad. And I guess he just ran away. I don't know. They don't really clarify the details, but he just did not do the roulette wheel at all. There's no there's no winning, winning that thing. It is rigged to kill people because Big Mom doesn't like letting people leave. So they all get up in the little trolley car that Diesel's carrying. And he's like, you're past the weight limit. And Carrot just sort of nibbles on his ears and he shoots off away. Anyway, we go back to Big Mom, who has captured Soul King. She comments that nobody's ever hurt her little soul guys before. Pudding's also still here, and Brooke, Brooke's not savvy to the plot yet, so Brooke's like, wait a minute, why is Pudding acting like she doesn't know me and being evil? Pudding and Big Mom sort of catch up, so Brooke learns everything this way. She uh, talks about shooting Reiju and... Big Mom's like, oh, but you didn't kill her, right? It's like, no, of course not. I know what I, I, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> I just got, got to try out my fucked up gun. Yeah, that can pierce metal skin. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> yeah, the, the, again, Big Mom's like, don't worry, Tim, that that gun's gonna shoot Sanji and and start the whole event tomorrow when he lifts up that veil and looks at your disgusting face. <laughs> And again, Pudding is doesn't does not seem to be enjoying the way she is talked to and treated. Pudding's first shot shooting Sanji will be the signal for all the other gunfire to unleash on the Vin Smokes. We cut from here to Mont Dor, our weird little scarecrow man with book powers, and he's touching base with the rest of his crew. He's like, alright, Brooke's been captured. They're pretty sure Pedro's dead. As far as they know, the furries were captured by Brule. They trust Brule, so they're crossing them off the list. So far, we know that, other than Brooke, all of these people are actually running rampant. However, there's also a rumor that Luffy and Nami broke out. And Opera's like, no, that didn't happen. I wasn't punched by Jinbei. I uh, <laughs> couldn't get the information that I needed, so I just burned them to death. And they're like, okay, then I guess we're good. I guess... All the straw hats are taken care of. Tomorrow is party day. 
and everybody leaves and Montor's like, yeah, I don't trust Opera. Let's keep patrols going. Because obviously Opera's lying. But I mean, it's it's interesting to see a crew, like, have we ever seen someone, like a named sort of evil crew character just lie so they don't get punished? I don't know that I've, I can think of another example of that happening. Like another like crew that has that sort of dynamic. Or they just lie. <laughs> it's really good. It's. I mean, obviously, Montdor doesn't trust him anyway, so it doesn't dramatically change the outcomes, but it is funny, rather than opera, like, reporting back, <laughs> I was punched and by Jinbo, and they did escape, but now we have to keep chasing them. He's He just doesn't want to get in trouble. You know, I feel like this happens a lot, this crew, even on, like, minor shit. Oh, considering... I mean, yeah, we just saw Smoothie be like, yeah, don't tell Big Bob. <laughs> <laughs> We've seen that conversation happen multiple times already in this arc. I'm like a fun way, do you think? <laughs> like Oda grew up like two siblings. Okay, don't tell mom, but we're going to do this. <laughs> he just yeah. transformed it into this horrifying thing. Maybe. He, he seems like kind of like Miyamoto. Whenever Have you ever heard like Miyamoto talk about how he got certain ideas for games? It's always, it's weird that like a man his age has that like childlike whimsy. He, he got the idea for Pikmin because he was gardening on like a day off and he's just like he just started to imagine what if there were little guys in my garden <laughs> what if there were little guys <laughs> like oda just has like oh what if like if i if i if i if my mom found out something instead of being like upset with me and disappointed in me she stole my soul <laughs> <laughs> what if it's like a, i saw a headline today that was like apparently the co-op is it like the reason Co-op is a thing that uh, is in Dark Souls is because Miyazaki one time was like stuck in the snow and like three random guys showed up, helped them get out of the snow and then just disappeared into the like night. <laughs> Never saw them again. And he's like, games should have that. And he's right. Western devs could never. <laughs> <laughs> Truly. I wonder how many things in general of, of One Piece are based in because they're all like so many things are dumb little jokes i wonder how many of them are are personal examples like that <laughs> we check back in on luffy who's continuing to struggle getting back to the field sanji's still sulking and then he remembers the picnic basket he has that he had made for pudding and as he's looking through the foods he realized he just made one of all of his friends favorite things frankie loves hamburgers robin likes sandwiches meat on bone is luffy's favorite and uh, this makes Sanji sad. And as he's sulking and not paying attention, someone walks over the bobblehead man that can hypnotize people. His name's Bobbins. He just comes over and tries, like, starts eating the food. He's just like, this looks good. And Sanji, like, that's for somebody else and kicks him, like, into a wall. This is finally what gets him to, to run off to Luffy. And that's the end of 822. 823 starts with the bobblehead man being upset. He's like, even the devil himself will go to the tea party. Everyone comes over and is like, do you need help? But he's like, no. And he puts them to sleep so he can chase Sanji by himself, which ultimately is a bad idea because this man does not live through the night. No. Not because of Sanji, for an interesting, weird reason. <laughs> he runs off to chase Sanji. We eventually, next time we see him, he's dead. None of the mirrors have seen the other guys that Carrot's looking for. Sanji and Luffy, I guess, is who they can't find. Everyone else is there. They found Jinbei and Nami. But they finally find Brooke. They finally find the skeleton. And it's like, they're down this way. And Brulee's like, oh, I bet I know what mirror that is. A uh, hee hee hee. And they finally get there, and it is the biggest mirror of all. It reveals a sleeping big mom. 
and she is sleeping, cuddling Brooke, <laughs> who's also sleeping. That's like <laughs> the really biggest good. surprise is that like he's also <laughs> able to to sleep through this. I I just I love the way Big Mom is like interacting with Brooke. It's just like she's so excited that she got a new toy. Yeah, gets <laughs> her favorite. She's taking it to bed with her. <laughs> she wants to show it off to everyone that she has a funny little skeleton that plays music mm-hmm. and has like soul fair, powers. <laughs> If I was big mom size and I and I saw like Brooke, that's what I would do probably. So now they have to save him. And that's like this whole episode really is them trying to <laughs> save him. But before they like do Brulee and Diesel like try and yell and they have to shut him up. But big mom wakes up for a second and sees a fly. And she's like, oh, it's just a fly. And she goes back to sleep. <laughs> but then she like smacks it into her sleep and it like <laughs> breaks the ground. And they're like, oh God. And then the all the other soul... They're homies. Like he, I, I need to just accept that they're called homies and remember that name. But the sun, the cloud, the sword are all like also going to kill the fly. And it just like literally hell is unleashing in this bedroom over just a fly. And it like paralyzes Nami and Chopper and everybody. They did this exact same bit in the last long arc because they, they used a fly as an example of how strong Treble was. Oh, yeah. This is much funnier, <laughs> I, would, I would still say, but... I didn't even think about that, but yeah, they did because he, like, threw the boat or whatever. Yeah, he, he like, you because he was, like, showing off how, ex- like, his explosive power worked and his, like, perfect aim or whatever. Yeah. This is just funny because of how <laughs> overkill they are over, uh, in, in their sleep. Brooke also wakes up during this and goes back to sleep and that, uh... He's just as he's just as much of a problem in this scene. After the eye catch, they we we see that they have made a fake brook. They're going to try and swap <laughs> him out Indiana Jones style. And then we see multiple different people try and attempt to make the switch. <laughs> this episode rules. It's like this whole sequence is great. It's very good. Chopper goes first. He almost trips. He almost sneezes and then eventually he does sneeze and he has to run away before he gets killed. Every time that they wake up, they think it's the fly or whatever, like, and they get out alive, but it's just every, like, they just keep trying and fucking up in other (laughs) new ways. Carrot runs in, she immediately gets onto the bed, but then she has to, like, sneak by the snot bubble. Like, it's like a game mechanic, like, go when it's smaller. You have to sneak in when it's smaller, but then it goes up and then she gets pushed off the bed. I think it's the cloud sees her and she pretends to be a stuffed bunny. (laughs) And then it goes to like shoot her with a giant like electric blast or whatever, and she just like does a pose. (laughs) I don't know why. It's very funny. She like strikes a pose and then runs away. I don't know. I don't know why she does it outside of it's a funny joke for us, the viewer. (laughs) Pretty much. On on Zo, do they have stuffed animals? I mean, I guess she knows they exist. It's it's, it's, that's like their equivalent of like dolls. Do you think they have like? Stuffed humans to be the equivalent of stuffed animals. I doubt it. They that they have a relationship with humans enough yeah. because they they know uh, Wano people. But that would if it would if they were completely secluded, I could imagine that being a joke that's included. I I like how carrot we have seen that minks are incredibly strong, just like baseline. Mm-hmm. But because she's stuck with the people who aren't strong, we also get to see her be goofy. It's very fun. Yeah, she does kick ass when she needs to, but yeah, she's just kind of a doofus as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> also, I, that's works that's she... why she's here, because she, like, snuck aboard. Yeah. It also works because she's, like, leaving home for the first time, and she has that very good, uh, just enamored by everything. Yeah. 
of all the fucking places to go for her first time off of Zoe. <laughs> She's already in a mirror dimension. <laughs> it's very uh, Alice in Wonderland here. Oh, yeah, yeah. So what happens after Carrot escapes? Let me look. Him. Oh, it's Pedro's turn. He gets up there and like she rolls over so he has a perfect opening. You see him perfectly do it and then you probably realize before it's revealed that this is his imagination. Like, because everyone starts praising him. And he's like, yep, okay, I've perfectly laid it out in my mind. Time to move. And Big Mom's rolling back over to smack her hand back down where Pedro is. So he fails as well. After he gets out, Brooke just falls off the bed. Like, just falls out <laughs> from the grip anyway. Still doesn't wake up. I, I like that Pedro fucks up because he's just imagining how, how much everyone's going to love him for succeeding saving Brooke. Yeah. Including Brooke just like immediately waking up and cherishing in his arms his savior. Yeah, I know he fucking beefs it. And then it's Nami's turn. She runs in. She like wakes up Brooke, who's now on the ground. Brooke sees the fake Brooke and gets scared. He's like, oh no, it's a ghost. And his screaming wakes everybody up. Big Mom's like, like, I'm sick of this fucking fly. I'm going, I'm going like ultra hockey mode on this. Jinbei just barely gets them escaped. And everybody, literally everybody had a hand in this, even if none of them actually succeeded except for Jinbei in the end. But everyone tried. I, I did not understand why Dobby was trying to wake up Brooke. Like, why not just swap them out? <laughs> just drag him. Yeah. <laughs> I don't Seems know, pretty it's happily asleep. There's yeah. that. <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, Nami's not a physical strength build. I don't know if she can carry him. <laughs> but still, they made it. They did it. Congrats. Great episode all around. Before it ends, we see Luffy is now fighting yet another opera brother. This is the one with the little kid, I guess, on his shoulder that I don't know if they ever speak or do anything, but it makes them visually distinct from the other ones we've seen. They all have the same bumpy head, though. Sanji is running through town trying to catch up with Luffy. Some dog tries to take the food. It's the same beats from the flashback. You, you know where this is going to end before it gets there. And then you're right, because it does do exactly the same bit as the flashbacks. Luffy doesn't have the strength to fight much anymore, though. He gets, like, stepped on by a big hockey foot. And we go then to 824. Will Sanji make it? Luffy's getting kicked around, getting just crushed. We get some more plot moving in between these sort of scenes. So Brooke is surprised that everyone's here and that he's been saved and to learn all the plot that he missed out on. Pedro apologizes for everything, and Brick's like, no, don't apologize. Everything you did was for the Straw Hats. Also, I have a copy of the Poneglyph here. It's no big deal. <laughs> like, he's so nonchalant about it, but it's like, this is a huge deal that they have now. Like, two out of the four road Poneglyphs that can take them to Raftel. Like, they are 50% of the way to uh, to the end of the, sh like, the, the big goal of the show now. We don't know where the fourth one is. Kaido has the other one, which is where they're going next anyway. But yeah, no, big deal that they just have this now. And it's he's just like, yeah, no, I got it. And it's in my head. It was in my head the whole time. It's fine. But with this mission done, all that they need to do now is save Sanji and leave. That's what we see now. We see him running. His, his picnic basket is falling apart. Luffy seems to have lost his fight when Sanji gets to the field, but Sanji is to the field now. The Mirror Dimension crew sees Sanji's room is empty. Nami has a good idea where he probably ended up going. J Jinbei sort of reveals some more plot to everybody. He's like, there's too many things planned for tomorrow. Or what, not even tomorrow, because it's like five <laughs> hours away now from the... <laughs> yeah, I like that there's a clear, uh 
clear a timeline that like we know how long they've been here. Yeah, and it's, <laughs> it's not a like a lot more clear than dress Rosa. <laughs> yeah, it, well, it's it's interesting because like last time we talked about how putting time to things was a detriment, but it works really well here because it's like, oh yeah, it's just been two nights. We've seen the sun go up and down. We have two overnights, yeah. and it's like you have five hours until this happens, and then you kind of cut ahead and skip some of that time rather than I'm killing you in 10 minutes and that takes 10 episodes. Yeah. <laughs> Much more effective here. But periodically, yeah, they'll check in with how many hours are left until the, the tea party is supposed to actually begin. But Jinbei sort of explains, like, if it wasn't for me and the rest of the Sun Pirates, Peckums would be dead. Do you remember Peckums? He's the little cat man that you brought here. And they're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> he explains a little bit more about that in a second. We cut to the Vin Smoke boys being dumb and terrible i didn't i i I didn't mention this as i didn't write it down but in one of these episodes someone i i guess it's big mom probably mentions that all the vin smokes are locked up somewhere with a bunch of alcohol (laughs) to to keep them busy and unaware uh keep oh yeah keep rage you separated from them so they don't learn that anything could be going on they're like surrounded by bar girls and they just keep, sh- he's like, they're like shooting them because they're getting drunk. And it's like, why can't you hold your liquor? You're a bar girl. Kabang, kabang. They wish they had Dami here and they talk about it in a very gross way. As like, should have got that girl that Sanji's friends with. And they talk about how soon they'll conquer everything once they have Big Mob's power. Oh, so they think. And that's it for now. We cut to the bobblehead man dying in the street. And we don't see who killed him. We learn in this chunk that it's Vito. One of the guys of the fire tank pirates. As of now, we wouldn't even know why he did that. So I guess it's fine. <laughs> I still don't really know why he did that. We go then to Sanji in the field trying to find Luffy. Thinking back to when he fought Luffy and ignored him being captured when he heard about it. And now he's just like looking through all these corpses. He thinks he sees a straw hat, but he doesn't. And then finally he yells Luffy's name and he hears a stomach growling in the distance. <laughs> And then he finds his boy, finds Luffy, uh, like, sitting inside the cut-up tree. And we go to the next episode, 825. Uh, one of the cold opens you mentioned, it shows, like, the rest of Luffy's fight, basically, uh, fighting the opera guy. And it seems, it, like, basically ends in a draw where they both fall down and Luffy crawls away. And we see Sanji look for him again, find him again. They start talking. Sanji doesn't, like, hold eye contact. He's too busy thinking about beating his ass. Calls Luffy selfish for saying that he would stay here it's like you made it all about you and luffy's like yeah but you came so yeah yeah it worked just like the flashback with his mom all of the food is like fucked up and gross looking but luffy doesn't care he just eats it and it's like yeah this is great your food's always <laughs> good, the man. last person you should worry about with that too <laughs> yeah he's like oh you made all of our favorites that's so nice and sanji's like sitting off in the distance crying sitting on a chest soldier's corpse but yeah, 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 Sanji's like, oh, is this just another failure of mine? But Luffy loves it. And Sanji's like, all right, you should just leave now. And I have to stay here. Here are my three reasons why. Uh, one, I insulted my captain. I hurt my captain. He wouldn't even fight me back. Two, I'm worried about Zef and the other members of the Barati who are being held hostage. There's a great shot while he's explaining this. The, like, lightning crashes and, like, all of the corpses around him, all the chess soldier corpses are, like, replaced by chefs from the Barati, it's like very quick a little more artsy than i would expect from (laughs) one piece lastly he mentions that his his terrible family or that he doesn't even really think of as family will die during the wedding and despite everything and how little he thinks of them he can't 
seem to turn his back on them. He still he wants to save them. And Sanji says, "If you understand that, then get lost." And Luffy instead punches him, <laughs> moves around, clocks him, shoots him through the tree. And Luffy's like, "All right, yeah, but what do you actually want?" And he's like, "Well, I want to come back to the sunny." And he thinks about cooking for all of his friends, and he cries. But he doesn't have the courage to run away, and he can't stop all the terrible things that are going to happen on his own. And Luffy's like, yeah, but you're not alone, you dipshit fuck idiot. I'm right here. (laughs) Uh, He really wants to save the Vinsmoke family, and Luffy's like, yeah, of course you do. (laughs) I like the sort of, they don't try to over-explain it with words, it just kind of works. Where he's like, yeah, they're terrible, I owe them nothing, but I can't just walk away as they fall into an ambush like i still that's still not a thing i can let happen yeah it, it works because it's like I, I wish he'd mention uh, he doesn't really need to but it'd be nice like my sister's cool at least but at, at the very baseline it's like this is sanji proving he's better than them by like saving them even though he ultimately uh, anyone who would understand if you just, yeah, just let him die they like <laughs> would kill me it, they would kill me for fun yeah they like. they would they have you've ex- pretty much exclusively seen them beat the shit out of him as sport yeah. and rage he's like we don't deserve to be saved like even she is like giving him that permission he's like no like he he is the opposite of them and that he's like programmed to take the high road in circumstances like this he's like no i st- i wouldn't be able to sit with just leaving them for dead knowing that this is going to happen and i think that's a very compelling choice for me like i love that sort of plot thread for them there'd be plenty of value in the plot thread of if sanji was just like i don't see them as family i'm gonna do this but i i like a lot that his that his ultimate conclusion is i don't view them as family but there's i still don't want to just let them die in this circumstance yeah luffy's like yeah okay well let's crash the wedding then before the episode ends we see a scary man arrive at the castle I like that it does sort of tie into his stuff. Whoever's with him is like, oh, there's no one here. And the guy says, oh, it'll open in a minute. And then it does. He knows that it's going to open before it does, which doesn't seem like anything if you don't know that who the character is and what his deal is. But uh, I guess the the short version is that this guy has a bit very similar to Joseph knowing what people are going to say before they say. (laughs) And that's the end of this episode. We see a couple other people show up and be scary. I think each of these episodes has one then. Or maybe they're just mixed in. But 826. We got two episodes let's talk about. Luffy and Sanji talk about meeting up with everybody. Sanji is ashamed to face them all. The sun is coming out now as it's morning and it's done raining. But the mirror squad finds a piece of the broken mirror that's still at the field <laughs> so they can get a hold of Luffy. So they, they hear Chopper's voice and they find the mirror and they <laughs> catch up on the plot and try and get everybody together. And Luffy's like, yeah, I found Sanji. He's not coming back yet, but he will after we crash the tea party and the wedding and save their family. And there's like a minute where everyone's like, (gasps) crash the emperor's tea party. And then like it's all of the air is out of the balloon because they just celebrate. They're like, oh, thank God. It's just that simple. And then he's (laughs) coming. Thank God he's coming back after that. It's such a such a not a big deal for them. Nami says that she will never forgive him. And you see, like, a big anime arrow shoot through his stomach. It's like, you scared me, but also I'll still do anything to have you back. And he's like, oh, okay, so that's, like, a type of proposal. <laughs> he's, he's obsessed with it. <laughs> I, I thought she was going to, like, charge him. It's like, you owe me 11 bazillion berries, and you'll never be able to pay that off. <laughs> she does say later that she will drive him like a horse, which, like, he's basically <laughs> just into... 
<laughs> yeah, what happened? I was like, oh, not the best choice of words there, Navi. That's just gonna make him like excited. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing is I don't I don't know if she can be too mean to Sanji because I think he's just a he's just a bottom is the problem. <laughs> Luffy's like, yeah, also Rage, you saved my life technically, so I also don't want her to die. So we'll stick around. We'll crash the party. We'll uh, make sure the Vin smokes. Don't get clocked. The plan isn't to take on Big Mom. Their goal is not to beat her and defeat one of the emperors, but her wrath will still be unleashed as a side effect of fucking up uh, the tea party. Sure, Luffy's fought some of the ministers. He's mostly gotten his ass kicked, but the ministers are the tip of the iceberg. Cracker's not the strongest person in the crew, and that was a whole big deal. And everyone will be there. Like, this is Smash Ultimate. Every of the Big Mom pirates will be here. And also lots of other big names from the underworld outside of that. Um, and there's only eight of them. Although he says ten because he counts Brulee and Diesel. <laughs> it's really funny. They don't want to be included, but they are included. Because they are keeping them hostage and using their powers. <laughs> and Jinbase uh, asks if he knows Gang Beje, another member of the Worst Generation. We cut to an eye catch. And when we come back, we meet the Luxord of One Piece. That's right, the Minister of Beans... Daifuku. <laughs> is this something that I will learn about? The he's, I, the or? He just kind of looks like Luke. He's just like, he has the same vibe. So every, every piece of media has a Luxord. <laughs> this is one pieces. There's like, there's various qualifiers that make you a Luxord. This guy's mostly yeah. aesthetically there. He's not really into like math or, or, or like cards or anything, but he's just kind of a weird guy that has that sort of look. Um, we get a hint that his power seems to relate to some sort of genie. He has, he like opens the door himself with what looks like a stand, basically <laughs> like a second cloudy version of himself set up for later. Jinbei gives them some, gives some backstory to everybody that Beji leads one of the five families that control the West blue. He used to be a hitman, a very bad person killed animals for fun, never wanted to take people's positions of power, just their money <laughs> and to taunt them. And then he enjoyed when people came at him for revenge. He made a, a big impregnable castle and eventually joined big mom for further protection. Uh, so he's just kind of a weird sicko. Yeah. <laughs> even though we've seen him say coochie coochie coo to a baby. He's. <laughs> I I was I was losing it in those like flashbacks demonstrating his how fucked up of a bad guy he is. Yeah, it is. It's it's very uh dramatic. <laughs> just what it was like. <laughs> At like the dinner, the guy drinks the wine and he's like, "Oh, what'd you think?" It was bitter. Yeah, we'll have this. He just fucking stabbed him. It's gonna be even more bitter when I shoot you. <laughs> like, I was thinking, oh, he like poisoned it or something to kill him. No, not at all. Much more blunt. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. No. It's it's, it's great. These these scenes are ridiculous. As, as as long as I knew, I wanted to be a gangster. He has been made in charge of security for the tea party. Big Mom admires. How hard he works, and Jinbei says. Also, Beijing intends to kill Big Mom at the tea party. So that's another big plan that's been set up that we now have to address. Peckham's was asked to help and be part of it. Peckham's, of course, refused. That's why we saw him tied up and shot and uh, fed to the fishes. Because Peckham's refused to, to help, and he said that you underestimate Big Mom. But the Sun Pirates are all fishmen, so they saved Peckham's. He did not sleep with the fishes. He was saved by the <laughs> fishman. And Luffy's like, oh, I'll make him pay for hurting Peckham's. And Jinbei's like, well, hold on. Before you say that, I was pretty sure you were going to want to help Sanji and his family. Now, as it stands... 
the party is in five hours and we have no plan and there are 10 of us. So we should probably partner with Beje, who already has a plan. It's it's kind of an interesting like shock to the system because that's like a surprise that hasn't been set up at all. And just like, <laughs> yeah, Jinbei just drops it on him. And then you hard cut to like five hours later. Here's Luffy's meeting with Beje. Yeah. And they all have these new outfits. It's just... <laughs> It's so hard, dude. It's so fucking cool. We go to the next episode before that actually happens. We see them agree and get cleaned up for the party, uh, the, the the meeting. But uh, 827, the last episode of this chunk, another cold open, mostly recap, but continues Jinbei's suggestion and Luffy's like, well, I know that's the right thing that we should do for this circumstance. And Jinbei's like, glad you agree because I've already made an arrangement. Jinbei's just like streamlining this shit for us. Beje meets up with Vito, who took out Bobbin, the bobblehead man. I'm not really sure why he was told to do it. I guess, I guess maybe it, because they already made this a, arrangement, maybe it was just that's why he was looking out for a straw hat. He also mentioned, Vito also mentions that he saved Sanji because he loves Derma too much. He's like, yeah, I'm too big of a fan for these guys. So, of course, I'm easy peasy for me. I, I also figure it's probably like they, they can't execute their plan if Big Mom's plan gets messed up. <laughs> <laughs> they need Sanji in on it, yeah. So it works out, yeah. After the opening, we come back to another musical number. Uh, uh, something about that opening. Was there something new in this opening? Uh, th- th- there sure was. What was it? I didn't watch it. <laughs> there, uh, they showed Luffy in like his like mafia gear and stuff. But also, they showed him fighting uh, a Mr. Katakuri. Oh, they uh, they they switched I over saw, to the I, Katakuri fight. I, I saw I saw fists being spawned in air. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I don't like that because uh, because when it was like a cold opening, I I saw I was like, OK, they're going to do something with this opening that's different. And whoa, fuck, dude, that's <laughs> that's some shit because I'm of all so the, like, excited to talk about his di- fucking shit. He already had the Sans Undertale blue eye, so I knew he had some kind of fucked up power. Mm-hmm. But he's also like of all of his like siblings, we didn't get to see his power. The other ones like use their power in some way to get in the house. Yeah, not not him. <laughs> oh fuck, maybe he did. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Spawn, spawns a, a hand on the other side. If you're just caught up in oh, there's fist spawned in the air. I don't know if you'll be able to to guess what the power actually is. It's no <laughs> an, an interesting usage of it. It's it's very like he's a perfect foil combat wise for Luffy, and we'll we'll get into why once we know what the power is. But it's very interesting in intentionally a lot of the same ways. It's here's a simple idea. How far can it go? Like Luffy figuring out gears two, three, and four levels of how versatile is this one thing? Also very tall is another thing about Katakuri. <laughs> He's extremely tall. That's to come still. We'll 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 see that that confrontation and that fight as the as things go on. That's surprise it's a little early. I'm surprised that they would show it so early. But I guess Katakuri's been on screen now. After the opening though. We get a musical number introducing us to the head chef of the Big Mom Pirates. His name is Struzen, I believe. He's preparing to make the wedding cake. It's a big day for this guy. Wedding cake's a big deal. Big Mom, if she doesn't get that thing, it's gonna be bad. It's gonna be bad if she doesn't get the wedding cake. We see Peckham's is being lied to by the Sun Pirates. They're like, oh yeah, Jinbei's definitely going to turn Beja in. We're all on your side, dude. And Peckham's like, well, I should go check. 
And they're like, no, you should lay here and rest for at least another 12 hours. Obviously, they know what Jinbei's actually going to do. Luffy and Sanji are running to the fire tank base. Vito greets them at the at the door, but also Chopper runs out, and he's just a clean little guy. He's, like, wearing a towel, drinking a juice box. <laughs> he's the littlest guy he's ever been in the, at this moment. It's fucked up seeing Chopper without his hat, but uh, it's very cute. Mm-hmm. The bit here is that they're like, yeah, no, we refuse to meet you until you're you're clean. We don't like dirty people. It's a weird bit, but that's why Chopper's also bathed. <laughs> so it's a nice episode where everyone gets a bath. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a long it's been a long day, I guess. Day and a half, maybe. No one has slept also. L- Luffy probably does not take very many baths, like I think it's confirmed they don't. <laughs> like I it's been I think it's been published in sds or whatever <laughs> how frequently people bathe <laughs> and it's like really just nami and robin do <laughs> that, and that chopper sometimes <laughs> it doesn't feel that gratuitous and weird which is as, as what i'm used to <laughs> this is mostly just a really nice scene of conversation between nami and uh chiffon if you remember yeah. is uh the, the twin of lola married to gang beje nami talks about lola Chiffon explains the whole arranged marriage deal. This <gasps> answers a couple questions from uh, previous oh, in this arc. Oh, man. Boy, don't she. Uh, Chiffon says that Big Mom is, has been hated by all the giants for a long time. Doesn't say why, but that's like a long-standing thing. And that's why there are none here. Uh, and then one day, the Prince of Elbaf, whose name is Loki, <laughs> fell in love with Lola. We don't see his face. Like, we, we, it's like he has a distinct sort of shape. Like, we see, like, in silhouette, his head is weird looking. But we don't see him, really. He wanted to marry Lola. Lola's like, no, I don't want to marry you. And Big Mom was like, this would be great, though. I mean, like, it, the giants won't hate me. I'll be able to use their armies and be able to conquer the world, finally. Lola says no. Runs away. Ha ha, Mom won't kill me. I'm her daughter. She's too carefree to understand the reality of the situation. Tried to replace her with Chiffon, but Loki could tell the difference. Said no. The whole thing breaks bad. Hates Lola, will never forgive Lola. Goes on to abuse Chiffon because she looks like her. Also, that leads Big Mom to being like, fuck it, I won't mend uh, anything with the giants. I'll just make my own giants. And that's where Caesar's whole plotline comes from. Chiffon feels no remorse for... Anything going on? Just like when Beje said he wanted to kill her, I was like, okay, do it. I got no problems with that. <laughs> we see Luffy and Brooke drink some milk so their bones get fixed. <laughs> they, like, they walk the fridge to get some milk and the guard's like, hey, dude, you can't open up our fridge without asking. He's like, well, I'm missing a tooth. Brooke's head is <laughs> shattered. We need milk. <laughs> they drink the milk and it just recovers. <laughs> and then the guard falls right to the ground the like <laughs> falls to the ground like that's not how milk works. <laughs> it does for in One Piece, I guess. It's really funny. And uh, everyone now has to dress up. They they're limited to the outfits here, but they they basically get to make their gang sona. Although Luffy does first try on a robot outfit that is apparently from the Germa comic book. I guess uh, Vito's a cosplayer in his free time, but <laughs> it's really good. They end up in, in like suits and, and dresses. And I think Luffy still wears shorts. They're just like, I don't know, dress shorts. I just, it's hard for me to pick. I can't picture Luffy in pants. Brain can't make it happen. Nami walks by Sanji and like tries to ignore him. And this is when she says that she'll drive him like a horse. And he's like, you don't have to tell me twice. (laughs) 
Luffy puts a second hat on top of his hat. He has like a fedora on his straw hat. Cut to Gang Beige being like, they're Sanzos, they're really nice. But um, no, the, Luffy then goes into the meeting room and he's like sits down and he's like, "Are you Beige?" And uh, to Chiffon, and she's like, "No." And he's like, "What about is the ba- is it the baby? Is the baby Beige?" <laughs> <laughs> like no he's like well, where is he is it one of you and it's like no he's not here yet and then he walks in and he like thanks them for cleaning up and getting dressed he's like the clothes make the man the stanzo makes the man he's he's entering for their discussion which we'll get next time on the pod uh but before the episode ends we meet one more big mom pirate we meet oven another huge guy who seems to be too many guys are just heat because he like walks through a door and it melts around him or whatever and it's like well he, there is already a lava guy and he killed the fire guy so what's this guy he, he ate the melt melt fruit fuck it you you uh, i think that actually is what it is that or like it, no it's just you, heat you could do so, yeah it's, it's, it's just heat, heat. it's the concept from, of heat yeah heat seems like it, it could be like a paramecia of of in the cold food out hot <laughs> eat the food yeah no his power is just heat which is distinct from magma and fire i guess yeah why not that's it for now we've met three new big scary pirates who have arrived we've got all of the straw hats back together we know their next plan is to save the vin smokes and basically wants to kill big mom maybe that'll happen and we'll, we'll we'll see what all happens how it goes next time that's it for now. Maybe you can predict. It'll be this will be a great chance for you to predict what Beje's plan is. And after we do our plugs, as always, we get your predictions. But first, Jory, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me online at twitter.com. Uh, it's at no I'm Jory, where you can get all sorts of Jory content. It's the only spot online for the, for Jory content because I'm the only one. If you if you find other jewelry content, you like you need to let me know. Uh, I'll send a DMCA. Yeah, I, I'll I'll somehow get like Disney level lawyers, like DMCA people who <laughs> say they're jewelry. Mm-hmm. That's how I take care of them digitally. Is I DMCA them until they change their name. Yeah, it's it's non lethal. We promise. Uh, for now. Uh, where can we find you online? Twitter.com slash ghost of Joe ghost of J O. When is this coming out? This is coming out near the end of the month. So I'll plug, uh, I mean, I, you know, I've got got it memorized, still going through Twin Peaks. Interstitial is almost over. It's ending in April. Season three, the, the, the surprise season we did that I GM'd. Um, but also, I'm releasing the soundtrack of that April 1st. I made the music for the season, and I'm finishing it up and releasing it on a, on a Bandcamp Friday. So I'm plugging that for now. Um, I'll tweet out the link. It'll be on Bandcamp. Cat's making a bunch of noise. <laughs> um, but that's it. That's all my plugs for now. You can find us on Twitter. We are watching OP, and that's also our Patreon. We are watching OP. It's Jory's turn to say all of our patrons' names, because if you're back at the $1 level, you get these episodes a couple days early. You get our monthly bonus episodes, like this month we're going to do a commentary track for Adventure of Nebulandia. Foxy's going to be there. It's probably going to suck ass. But also, <laughs> we say your name, like Jory's going to do right now, totally live. Yep, right now, it's live. Yes, thank you to all the patrons at the end of March, recording this at the exact same time we recorded the episode. Thanks to Adam B., Adam W., Andrew, Anton, Anxious Dust, Ashok, Becca, Ben, Brittany, Captain Moak, Chad, Clueless Wanderer, Connor, Damien, Deus Aqueous, Eric V., Gage, Hayden, 
Heidi, Jay Harkins, Fooney, Jalen, James, Jamesus, Joe, Cat D, Cat F, Ken, Kyle, Lucas, Luke, Maddie, Mallory, Mark, Marcus, Martin, Matthew, Maurice, McFoley, 299, Minty, Morgan, my buddy, Nick, Paulina, Peter, Phoenix Ryu, Rashawn, Rem, Riley, Rodsters, Ryan, Savannah, Snowy Scales, Solomon, Stella, Stephen K, Stephen P, Tony, Trey, Vitek, and Verdigree. Wow, that was so impressive. That was so good. (laughs) And alive. Yeah, extremely live. I think that's it. I think that's all the stuff we plug. But again, that's patreon.com slash we are watching OP. Thank you. And maybe uh, give us iTunes review. Oh, yeah. Um, I haven't been able to read iTunes reviews in forever because anytime I go to on the website, it's it just says connecting. And then I don't know if you've said something nice recently. I haven't been able to read it. But also, even though they're probably not listening, make if you a gave positive us a bad iTunes re- review and then show us a screenshot in the Discord. I forgot to plug the Discord, <laughs> but you can join a Discord for the whole Orange Govs network. If you go to theorangegovs.com, you can find the link at the bottom of the page. Even though you're probably not listening, if you still listen and you made a review like a few years ago saying, hey guys, you guys don't come out with episodes often enough, one star, fix mm-hmm. it. We do now. We have for like two almost three years now yeah we've been steady so much so much that we need to update the promo it's like because the the promo also says that we don't do it very often (laughs) at this point do it should we just wait out until like the end of the year until we're like that's the the thing is like we should just wait until we're weekly or whatever doing wano (laughs) i think that's it which means it's time jory for your always accurate predictions what do you think is going to happen next time? And by think, I mean, what do you know is going to happen next uh, time? <laughs> what do I know is going to happen next time? That's a good question. What do I know? Uh, not a lot. But on One Piece, uh, what my, my prediction here is that... Have, have you ever played Castle Crashers? It's been a long time, but I'm sort of familiar. Did you ever beat Castle Crashers? No, no. <laughs> so... The end of all the like the thing is you're saving all the princesses in Castle Crashers. Every time you like fight to save one of the princesses, you fight your friends to see who gets to kiss the princess. Oh, that sounds familiar. Yeah, uh, th- there's the last one. I think it's going to be very similar. I think they're going to go to the wedding and then Pudding is going to start is going to be acting a little weird. So, oh no, she not going to she not going to be able to shoot Sanji and then uh Sanji is going to go to kiss her. The lips make contact and then it's just going to like an exploding confetti and it's going to be like the last princess. The last princess in Cast Crashers, it's a clown and it's going to turn out to be Buggy the clown. Oh He's here. Oh my god. <laughs> and when he explodes out, it's going to be his limbs shooting out with all all sorts of like knives and fucked up stuff and he like takes out all big mom's crew and then he uh he runs and then away he's with- an emperor <laughs> he's an emperor he gets big mom's poneglyph and the whole cake archipelago he also burns their pieces of paper that have like the poneglyph stuff on them so they're gonna have to figure out a new plan to get the poneglyph because this chunk in the meeting with Beijing really feels like resetting kind of like when they shifted the entire island in uh, Dressrosa but this is like this is the way I think it's gonna be different it's just it's gonna get a new bad guy and they're gonna have to take out Buggy that'd be pretty sick all roads should lead to Buggy being the strongest <laughs> ultimate villain of all <laughs> <laughs> that's what's gonna happen next time we're gonna see it because you're always right always uh, we're we're done for now we'll be back to is it, is it another two weeks in april yeah it'll be another two weeks 
see how this goes, see how the meeting goes. Meet Caesar Clowns Gang Sona. Very excited for that. Maybe you <laughs> caught him in some of the some of the wide shots this time, but if not, it's around the hmm. corner. I, I wonder I wonder who that guy is that looks just <laughs> like Caesar Clown. Yeah, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's it for now and until next time. To be Continued. continued.